What's up, everybody? Welcome to another very special episode of Herm Radio. Um, this is our ninth episode. We got a real dope guest, a friend of mine, a real ill rapper, um, and a good person, man. Uh, that we're gonna we're gonna get into his catalog and hear what he's got what he's got going on today. Uh, he goes by the name of Barzan the Have Not. What up, Barzan? Good man, what's good? Nothing much, man. I'm doing all right. How you doing? Making it, man. Just trying to keep it above water, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the way we do on this show is that we go off right off the bat and kind of um, play a song, kind of see uh, where a person is with his music, what the like, what style the music is, and all that type of stuff. So, um, what song you want to hear first? Um, personal favorite is uh, "Nature of the Beast," produced by Wolfgang Mercury. Shout out. Ah, right, word. So, "Nature of the Beast," produced by Wolfgang Mercury, by Bars Bars and they have not Herm Radio. Let's go.
questions man um listening to that joint and i'm um, thinking about kind of um i'm trying to put myself in um your shoes and try to figure out uh the message of that joint so you said um you're saying a king without a throne and like you know you're a man on your what's the how's the chorus go if you remember king without a kingdom is that all that'll be kingdom without a kingdom is that all i'll ever be so what is like what do you, what are you saying in this rap? What's the what's the motivation behind this? Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, you do the best that everybody does the best they can and master their craft. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've come to a level where everything I put out is like uh, I'm not putting out trash. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm doing the best that I can in every aspect of my life. If it's if it's writing, if it's if I make a beat, or if I'm just trying to be a good father. You know what I'm saying? I'm mastering that craft, mastering my art, whatever it is. But it doesn't go recognized. Not that I need people's recognition, but it's like when you're a king, you want to have a kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and find, the song is about finding your place in the world. It's like you're putting your heart and soul for where do you belong. But you can't go back because that's just your nature. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's your nature to be the best that you can be. And uh, that's just we put it out there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Absolutely, bro. So um let's talk about my I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying where where is my kingdom? You know, because I know I know I'm capable of being that king. Mm-hmm. So a so king without thought. And that kind of makes me like that I can relate to that, man, because like they have a theory that like some of the people that might have been royalty that may have had like great great um kingdoms uh queendoms all that type of stuff like vast um respectability and honor and people like really seeing them for who they were they say that we're in like flip times that we're in opposite times right now and that like a king who somebody who was a king say seven thousand years ago could be a peasant could be looked at as a peasant on like today you know what i'm saying and like yeah, that's, that's okay. how I feel. Like when I'm hearing that statement, it's like yeah, I like I can relate to it in that in that sense where it's like I feel like I agree with you. Like I feel like a king. I feel like a lot of people do. Like we carry ourselves in a royal manner. You know what I mean? We we, we carry ourselves with honor. But the the way that we interact with the world, uh, um, the notoriety may not match up to that in a world that seems kind of twisted. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all we all want respect. I mean, but. I don't go looking to be, uh, hey, notice me for what I do, but you want, everyone want to be appreciated that with the effort that they're making isn't just going for nothing, you know what I'm saying? And that's my uh, old EP or my old album was all for not. It was like, hey, I was putting that out, but what was it really for? And in essence, it was for me, but at the same time, I like to share it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a little bit of background. It was uh, I had taken a break from music for like... um almost 10 years 
Like when I got divorced, I went out upstate New York, uh, out in the country of um, Pennsylvania, and I was uh, staying with people when I was homeless, you know what I'm saying? And learning from people, I wouldn't say spiritual masters, but people that sat with masters, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I sat with, you might hear in some of my rhymes, I got a lot of, I sat with a lot of Sufis, you know what I mean? For people that was out in Pakistan and uh, Kashmir and stuff, that was doing doing their thing, studying these books, I was sitting with them, and I put a lot of that in my rhymes because it's like, uh, it's just part of the experience. Mm-hmm. So you say that really had a big impact on your rhymes? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for a long time, I wasn't rhyming because there's certain, there's certain sects that don't believe in um, sitting around listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. They think music is... And it could, and you can see it. Some music can lead you toward like a negative level where you're almost like a devil. You know what I'm saying? But to nip it in the bud, those sects say, nah, let's just avoid it altogether which I don't believe in because if you can maintain yourself and you can maintain your stasis where you, you're doing good, then it shouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So absolutely. It, took, it took me like, I wouldn't say 10 years, it took me about seven years to reach that point where I can trust myself to, to be honest with what I'm saying and maintain positive impact on the people around me. And that's important because words have a have a great impact. And it's like, Almost definitely. Yeah, and I commend you for recognizing that and for, like, it's important to, like, sometimes stop yourself and just, like, wait, if, you, if you're not coming correctly for one reason or another, like, stop, go back to the drawing board and fix what needs to be fixed. Like, and that's dope, man, because, um, like, to be a student, like, sounds like you're a real student in hip-hop. And that's something I want to get into. I know we only got so much time, so I want to talk about um, more about like who is Barzan and have not. Um, like, what's what's your history in hip hop? You you a veteran in this? You've been like, <laughs> you know, you know, like um, an artist and what it like what it takes to be an artist, the the struggle of artists, and I want to talk more about that. But let's get into another um, joint right quick. All right. Uh, what do you, what do you want to hear next? Um, I do the joint uh, lifetime. Word, word. So, uh, uh, so this one is is me, Burn Herm, um, and Barzan the Have Not. This one's Lifetime. How do we do this? How do we come together and do this? Oh, uh, we had I had to be from Sultanir. Um, shout out. And uh, I just wanted to put something that was like you know who we are, and what we've been through, just different aspects. You know, your perspective versus my perspective, the contrast. Um. But see, I think it worked well, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little bit of, in, in uh, what's it called, uh, a little, a tad bit of esotericism and then a little bit of existential, existentialism. But uh, it was both our experiences with, with, within ourselves and with our surroundings and the people we're around and, our, like you said, our impact on the others. Yeah, and I would, so, I would agree, yeah. So in that aspect, it meshed well. And I'm looking for it right now. I think I know what it is. I don't think I deleted it. <laughs> nah, because isn't it, is it on yours? Is it on your SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah, it's on my SoundCloud. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's not on my YouTube. It's on uh, Pocket's channel. Oh, Pocket's okay. vibe on YouTube. 
It's on your SoundCloud, alright? Let me try to get it on the SoundCloud right quick. No, I just seen it. Yeah, and I would agree, man. The same thing. It was like we was talking about our surroundings and like just the salt and beat itself just had you in that zone. Like as soon as I heard the beat, I was in that zone, you know what I mean? So it's like kind of just let it flow. And then the chorus kind of dictated like the rest of my verse, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I like that beat because it was different, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, it's still boom bap, but it was like something was stood out to me when, when I chose it. Yeah. It kind of had, it had some different influences. So I was like, yo, I, I got to get that joint. And uh, and honestly, I got open to it. Once you uh, put your verse on, I was like, all right, I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> it was done. Word. And and so that's, that's, my I like fault. Them tracks that, some tracks that, you know, you can just like, just flows out of you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Words just, words just use you as a medium. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, Bars and I have not featuring Burnham. My fault, bro. What'd you say? Not just all right. <laughs> oh shit. All right. So Bars and have not featuring Burnham. Lifetime, produced by Salt and Mint. Human beings certainly should all be removed from the face of existence because of their pathology and the fundamental horrors of being itself. Yeah, yeah, gets real in this lifetime. What I've been through, give me the feeling. It gets real in this lifetime. What I've been through, give me the feeling. The right rhymes, right here, they carry still in the nighttime. What they still in my life, got my heel on your pipeline. Yeah, it gets real in this lifetime. What I've been through, give me the feeling. The right rhymes, right here, they carry still in the nighttime. What they still in my life, got my heel on your pipeline. Like be grimy as hell, so I might as well fall in line. I'm violent as well. Yeah. Feel like at times it's a spell. Our thoughts are assigned to self, or maybe our minds in the cell. Things that I seen keep me silent won't tell. If you know as well, keep it low, but don't go in the shell. I risk it all to get rid of these walls. Ain't no pity in the city of gods. It's gritty and hard. I sit under stars, living in ours, risen from Mars for my infinite cause. Giving the laws beyond mankind. Lines in the sands we can't find. Turn back the hands of time, land on the rhyme like you stand on the mind. A clan is a line, planets and signs. Reveal the plans of my kind. Warrior from my head to my feet. To know my story when I'm dead and I'm asleep. The heavens will weep, even yet I still speak. Yo, real in this lifetime, the mic lines my lifeline. Brilliant, resilient, spilling ill in the nighttime. Grimy as it gets without flags and sets. You never sold my soul, never had to yet. The real in this lifetime, the mic lines my lifeline. Brilliant, resilient, spilling ill in the nighttime. Grimy as it gets without flags and sets. Never sold my soul, never had to yet. Sounds of the skyline, heartbeat of the street. Your part of me, your popular, my mockery, your opulence, your auditory, your oculus. I'm all up in your monitors. Let me your ears and I'll sing you a song. How it takes a lifetime to admit that you're wrong. You'll have all the answers, but it's the problem involved. You're highly evolved, yet we hardly ever talk. Society as a whole is a variety of foes. Your network with dress shirts to upward. Your network with effort to set forth from reality to avatars. Parody of Babylon, the gravity of Avalon. Bahala in the echelon, the problems that we rest upon. Invested in the struggle from heaven in the rubble. Nuances are subtle, my whole ambiance is trouble. You'll break me through my bloodstream, my heart beats a kick snare. When this life is over, my soul will be right there. Like the soul of our soul will be right there. 
this lifetime. What I've been through, give me the feeling, the right minds. Round here, they carry steel in the nighttime. Before they steal in my life, got my heel on your pipeline. Yo, yo, real in this lifetime. The mic lines, my lifeline. Brilliant, resilient, spin the hill when the nighttime. Grimy as it gets, without flag and sets. You never sold my soul, never had to yet. It gets real in this lifetime. What I've been through, give me the feeling, the right minds. Carry still in the nighttime for they still in my life. Got my heel on your pipeline. Yeah, yeah. My fault, yeah. What up, bars? Yeah, that joint was real ill. Um, I had a lot of fun making that joint. Let me ask you this. I want to get right into it, man. Um, who is Bars in Avna? And like, tell us about how you came up, how you got that name, how long you've been rapping, and like, um, what you come up in the DMV area as a rapper has been like. Oh man. I've been doing this since like 98, 99. Um, actually, I was a, I was a DJ first. I was DJing since 95. I wasn't a, a really good DJ, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was doing parties and stuff, and um, I had a crew, and we all, you know, everybody was, was spitting little BS rhymes here and there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had went to a... Um, coffee house joint and it was like an open mic and uh i spit some rhymes and people was feeling it you know what i'm saying it was oh yo that's dope and you know how it goes you got you got one verse then you make two then it's three then everyone's feeling it. so they hype you up and uh it just went from there i was like all right well guess i'm a rapper now <laughs> you know what i'm saying because back back then anybody would be in a cypher if he was a rapper or not people was going to cypher and just Spit with a head, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around '99, I took my DJ name, which was DJ Sight, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna be a uh, rapper now. <laughs> so I'm gonna be Sight Three for like Third Eye Vision and stuff." That was popular time. People talked about it a lot. People don't really talk about it no more. I guess it's kind of corny. What was? Some... Oh, you talking about Third Eye Vision? Yeah. In general. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was Sight Three, and uh, man, when when I graduated high school I went hard uh doing doing every open mic I could find doing every uh showcase I could find doing battles um I kind of sucked at battles you know what I'm saying but I did them I never washed out the first round because back then we did battles different back then you oh know? you did like the real like uh rounds of battle like in front of crowds oh, yeah, and stuff? yeah I, I did it I always made it to the second round I never made it to the finals or nothing but um it was it was it was good enough for me to uh get that experience in and and be like yo you know what i could battle if, if, if that if it came to it <laughs> but it was over beats and it was freestyling so if you was if you was corny and you was just uh spitting written at, at, at the time that was that was a no-no you know what i'm saying yeah 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 no no one wanted to hear hear you spitting written back in the day if you wasn't freestyling and it was like uh what are you doing here you know what i mean yeah yeah and that was to my advantage because uh, if, if I if I had to battle now, 
I wouldn't make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These these new dudes are uh, yeah. It gets ruthless, man. It's ruthless. Yeah, it's still quite nice now, but it's not the same though. So yeah, I probably wouldn't make it even half a second. <laughs> I don't know, but, man. Uh, but, but you know, they take like three months to write it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they right. So, so if you take three months to write write uh, about six minutes of verse rhymes, it, it better be top notch. Yeah, nah, they get but, um, they get in depth now. Yeah, so so from the <clears throat> 2000 or like 2007, we was doing shows in DMV and uh, me and my crew. But uh, it was before social media. So like nobody had camera phones. Like if you had a camera phone, it was like a razor and the, the, the quality yeah. was garbage. Garbage. And uh, I wish I could find some of them, them shows, but uh, I got to find anyone who had a camcorder back then. But um, So from like 2007 to 2013, I didn't do nothing. Like I said, I went out of state, um, was homeless for a while. Uh, I was just focusing on on uh, my spiritual state because I was humbled. Like I went from like I was a twenty four year old making like fifty thousand a year, and then I went to homeless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That quick. That was the two thousand eight. Was the uh, Obama uh, came into office? So you know that was the recession. Mm-hmm. So I divorced and I put all my money to paying for the condo while I wasn't even living in it and my ex-wife had uh rolled out so that really hit me hard so I was just like you know my spiritual state was messed up and I was just trying to find something that that flowed with who I was I'd chill with people a couple of Buddhists some some I don't really chill with the high Christians but I talked to some a lot of um Muslims whether it's Sunni or Shia if they were a Sufi or or Salafi, you know what I'm saying? Um, I messed around with the Sufis. Cause what they was talking about was like, spoke more to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the Have Not was one of my monikers I had. You know when uh, MF Doom came out, everybody had, around that time, everybody had like an alter ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it just came out that he was Zev Love X, and people were like, oh, done, that's his alter ego. And then Mad Lib did the same thing with Quasimodo. And someone had posted an article about rappers that make beats not being taken seriously. So yeah, I was yeah. like, right, well, let me, let me, uh, I was making beats. So I was like, let me make have a different producer name. So the Have Not was one of my producer names I had just like scribbled down back in the day. And like I said, it was before social media, before Facebook, and before MySpace. So there's not really any record of it out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, except for the CDs that had sold at shows. So it was just to have not. Yeah, it was just to have not. Okay. Back then. And so that then, was uh, before Balls In. Yeah. Okay, okay. But that was a producer name. I was still Psych 3 as an MC. Okay. What, what's the was, importance? What do you think the importance of separating your name as an artist, as a producer? Uh, you know, like you was talking about different entities within one person. What's the importance? Well, like I said, it was an article floating around. I can't remember what magazine it was. But uh, they were saying that I forgot what rapper was, wasn't getting any respect as that rapper when he made beats. But when he put it out on a different name, people were feeling it. So it was like just just that just having a separate name flipped the coin for being, oh, that's a dope beat to, oh, you just a rapper, that's that's a bullshit beat, you know what I'm saying? So uh it just carried over from that. I mean, I was real uh easily influenced, I guess, from back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were uh, young, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 
and then Barzan just came out. Just I was like, yo, I was reading a history book. Um, I was re re reading some Middle Eastern history, and uh, I learned learned speaking Arabic and learned to write Arabic, and then I saw the name Barzan, which is actually Persian, I think. When I saw the name Barzan, oh, Barz, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Barzan. Yeah, so I looked up yeah. who he was. I'm like, oh, he stood up to Alexander the Great, and he wasn't having it. So I was like, yo, he's going to stand up to the, the big dog, you know what I'm saying? You know, Alexander the Great in history was like, you couldn't F with him. But mm -hmm. Barzan stood up to him and was like, all right, you might beat me, but I'm going to stand my ground. And that was kind of inspirational, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man, absolutely. So that's deep. I had no idea that, that yeah. that's what Barzan. I thought it was like Tarzan, but you had bars. <laughs> But that's a oh, whole that's different how thing. Pronounce it sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a history nerd, man. I'm a history and a technology nerd. Yeah. Like different kinds of nerds, nerds out there. I like history. And then when I was reading in the um Middle Eastern and Near East history, it was fascinating. Like uh, Babylon and Persia. Then you go into um, ancient Arabia and the, uh, the kingdoms of Kush uh, and. Uh, Sheba and stuff where it is near Africa and the in the Arab Peninsula is it's fascinating to me because it gets overlooked by a lot of Orientalists as just you know these backward people. But it was like civilizations, like real civilizations, you know what I'm saying? So you're talking about the kingdom of Kush. What is that? Tell us more about that. Uh the whole well it, it depending on what time period you're at, it defines the borders because it can expand from here to uh Sudan and Egypt further on out. But the, the specific time period I'm talking about is between the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon's time. You know what I'm saying? It, it runs in together between Egypt and Sudan and Somalia and Ethiopia and present-day Eritrea. You know what I'm saying? It all, it all runs together. So these are like great and massive civilizations uh, possibly prior to Egypt or around that time like that a lot of people don't talk yeah, about, correct? Time, yeah. A lot of people don't talk about this. We're talking about geographically um, south of Egypt, right? Yeah. Because right across the uh, Red Sea, or Dead Sea, Red Sea, you know, they were doing trade. They were trading. Arabia and um, Africa were doing trades the entire time. Uh, people were like, oh, well, there was these backwards people that just lived in the desert. They weren't just sitting around the desert chilling. You know what I'm saying? They were doing Not trade with China. They were doing trade with uh, Persia, and they're doing trade with Africa. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I looked into it because a couple years ago, my uncle uh, or my, my dad had convinced my brother to do a DNA test. And my brother's DNA came back 20% matching the people of uh, Northern Africa and matching people from Arab roots. You know what I'm saying? They don't tell you exactly what country. They say, oh, this region shares this much of your DNA. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, word. Let me look into that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Bro. There's a lot about that part of the world, and then there's actually a lot of information kind of um, pointing in the direction of that civilization was actually brought from Africa to other other um, continents as opposed to the opposite, which is what a lot of us are taught. You know what I mean? Like oh, civilization, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got the Moorish people, oh, the Moorish yeah. Empire. Like you say, you got the Kush Empire, you got Egypt. All these, and then um, the Greeks, the Druids, all these people actually came to these places to learn their ways, to learn about yeah. civilizations. The Moors traveled up north into what is now Europe to bring civilization, to bring um, 
sewage, you know, not sewage, but uh, plumbing, <clears throat> eating with forks and spoons, you know what I mean? Brought Europe out of the dark ages. So it's actually a history that's kind of quite contrary to what a lot of people are taught and believe, man. What you think? Oh, yeah. One, the greatest, people always say, oh, the, the libraries of Alexandria were the greatest libraries. But there's a lot of evidence saying that the library in Timbuktu was one of the greatest libraries. You know what I'm saying? I'm Mali. It's a, you know. Mali Empire, right? Yeah. So that was like one of the greatest libraries. Some people say the face of humanity has ever seen. But where did it go? It was destroyed as soon as uh, some, somebody saw it and said they didn't like it and destroyed it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can tell by the architecture that, that is rem still there that it wasn't just like mud huts or nothing. You know what I'm saying? That, that picture that they paint. There's all these mud huts and stuff. What mud huts exist, but the architecture ain't mud huts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like uh, a lot of it's Zimbabwe had a uh, architecture that that was so impressive when the settlers came there. They were like, oh, it had to be a lost white tribe because they couldn't have made it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. no offense to white people, but that's kind of silly, man. <laughs> Hey man, that's why you know what I mean. That's why it's important to you can't listen to anything that is told to you. You gotta go like find the information yourself. I think books is like the best resource out of anything, but even books can be like written by a person. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, that's the problem, man. Because books can be can be uh, skewed too. You know what I'm saying? They can yeah. have agendas. Authors can have agendas. So you gotta look at who's writing the books. You know what I'm saying? Someone tried to school me and told me to read this book by such and such author. I'm like, well, this author is obviously has an agenda toward this this opinion <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. but why would i read a book about that if if uh if if he has an opinion that he's going to put every evidence he has toward that it's like i told my uh, friend i was like all right you're jewish right he's like yeah i'm jewish would you recommend me to read a book written by a nazi <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's like no no that don't make no sense i said obviously it doesn't make no sense yeah so if I wanted to read about a history, I'm not going to read about it from a perspective of someone that has an agenda. You know what I mean? But some people don't see that. Like, a lot of people will read books on Islam written by people that hate Islam. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, and that's sick. Or, or uh, someone, someone referenced, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was a historical uh, book about Jesus Christ written by atheists. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I can't really trust that source. He might have points that are valid and true, but obviously he's going to have an agenda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard that never, um, never trust your oppressor to give you information on how to, like, empower yourself, man. Like, why would you ever expect that to be the case? One hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so I wanted to go ahead and get into another joint by you, and then come back, continue this convo, yo. Uh, what's another joint we could play? You got anything where you're talking about this kind of subject matter? Not really. Um, I think my joint dummy touches a couple of things, but I gotta go over the lyrics again to see what exactly I was saying. Cause that that track dummy was about um just being a dummy. <laughs> a lot of it is like you know, I don't, the red pill blue pill thing that a lot of people talk about back from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta choose, man. Cause it's just like a lot of stress if you just one hundred percent red pill every day. 
You know what I'm saying? If every aspect of your life is red pill, red pill, red pill, you're going to come across as being arrogant. And you're going to come across as being a know-it-all. And we shouldn't be that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, we should be we should be humble, but uh, what was I looking at the other day? It was someone was saying a man man wasn't meant to be humble; he was meant to be humble. Mm. I think it was Mike Tyson talking to Fat Joe or something like that. But, um, nah, yeah. That that struck me. It was like, yo, <laughs> it's, it's crazy if you think about it. A man wasn't meant to be humble. Man, yeah, meant to be man. You said what? Oh, okay, my fault. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and play that joint anyway. I'm gonna play the uh that song. So we got bars in that have not with dummy. Arm radio, let's go. Why are you alive? I live to safeguard the continuity of this great society. It's circular. You exist to continue your existence. What's the point? What's the point of your existence? To feel. Because you've never done it, you can never know it. But it's as vital as breath. And the actions of the sick bastard. No matter of fact, the heart attack make grave lo siento. Jack my ramblings and ranting shit. I'm damaged. Kid is evident and interesting and barely hinging hardly a citizen. Government is testing me on every single level. Sometimes I feel a slave to a five foot caramel devil. She runs around and puts me down and gives me hope. It's all a joke. Regurgitate a bunch of quotes to hit you with the okie doke. Fitting in every direction. It's a horror scene. Muharabin ought to be an edge of me. Glory on the mezzanine. Ahle was sackling by your weapons in the gatling. Your marhaba for Confidants, give salams, or carry on. It's a marathon, I'm ignorant. Intelligence will get you marked. Mopped up with a sponge and taken out the race. If it's not straw dinners, and sucked up off a plate. Yo, nursing homes and hospitals. I spent my life, no wind at all. No Juliet's for Romeo. I'm truly yo, so sucio. Solo on this mission, creating friction in the system. Your visions of my freedom ain't free to see next season. They charging us for breathing, ain't dying, but still bleeding. Receiving their deception, belief without a question. Your lemons off a cliff, kebabs getting fatter out the pasture. Your life don't mean shit. If you refuse Baphomet the master Everywhere I look attacks on my sanity Your tragedy you bound no we're safe for my family Reality settles in Ain't no home for the weary Seriously screwed Watched by Alexa and Siri Everywhere I look attacks on my sanity Your tragedy you bound no we're safe for my family Reality settles in Ain't no home for the weary Seriously screwed Watched by Alexa and Siri War, famine, sickness, death Your poverty, perversion, complacency, stress Your drugs talk of love, the luxury of entertainment Arrogance and decadence, obsession with the famous Well, I am not paranoid, MK Ultra's in effect Cointel Pro and Instagram just a warm-up for what's next Social media recording you in the database in Maryland Defense intelligence ain't there for the fucking terrapins Your hashtag relevance and algorithm elevance Black helicopter for and after every shooting Ain't hardly any coppers that actually practice prudence Producers and actors, rapists and captors, laboratory highs make some beautiful hazards. Everywhere I look at 
tax on my sanity. Your tragedy, you're bound. No, it's safe for my family. Reality settles in. Ain't no home for the weary. Seriously screwed. Watch by Lex and Siri. Everywhere I look, attacks on my sanity. Your tragedy, you're bound. No, it's safe for my family. Reality settles in. Ain't no home for the weary. Seriously screwed. Watch by Lex and Siri. Joint, man. Definitely speaking on some of the subject matter we were just talking about. Yeah, a couple of Arabic word, words in there. I don't know if people catch it or not. <laughs> nah, I don't think. What, what did you throw in there? Uh, there was which is like a popular um Arabic term. When I went to the uh, Saudi Arabia a couple years ago, it's like it's like their um culture of hospitality. You know what I'm saying it's like you know, come in and make yourself comfortable with your uh, welcome here. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit different from the re- normal term of you know, people giving a salam alaikum salams. Um, from that aspect, it's like it's more along the ner- ner- uh, terms of you're a welcome guest, you can't turn away guests here. You know what I'm saying? So, it's the culture of hospitality. Um, but how much of it is genuine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you got this culture of hospitality, but you also got people that are just like crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's uh it was an interesting trip. I'm, I'll tell you that much. I wanna yeah. ask you, um, because you spoken you spoken about your time with different um spiritual masters and um people of different faiths. And uh you spoke about the influ- the influence of Islam on uh, your music and I guess life. And I want to ask you, cause there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of different ideas and conceptions about Islam. I think it's like real amazing. Like what you were saying about um, that phrase. And it's like my interpretation from a lot of these, like the words, like in the phrases and like the warmth in a lot of these words in Arabic, it's, it's like real amazing. And it's like, it gives me the idea of what I want to know more. I want to know like, what is Islam to you? And like, um, how, what influence has it had? And like your music and in your life. Well, with with anything, you got duality. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got you got a path of guidance, and then you got the path that you actually walk. You know what I mean? So to me, Islam is like is the best fit path for me. You know what I'm saying? I was raised Roman Catholic, but there were just too many questions that was like didn't make any sense to me personally. And I took twelve years of um, catechism class, not, not even not even a Bible study, but catechism class, which is like in depth studying. You know what I'm saying? Not just the Bible, but part of the church. And people in the church couldn't answer my questions that I had. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to anybody because if that's what you feel is your path that works best for you, then walk that path. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna stop you, but it just wasn't for me. And when I was asking people questions about my concerns. <laughs> my fault. I'm listening. I, asking, I got my, yeah. 
Yeah, when I was asking people questions about my concerns, the questions were best answered in a way that made logical sense to me by what people interpreted the, the Quran to say. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so to me, Islam is a discipline because it's not just like, hey, I believe something, but it's, hey, I got to do something. You know what I mean? Now, whether you do it all 100% or you do it 50%, that's, that's a relationship between you and the creator and between you and whoever made you, whatever you want to call, call that force, whatever you want to call that spiritual power in the universe, that's between you and that. You know what I'm saying? Muslims just happen to call, call that power Allah. You know what I'm saying? Which, which, doesn't, which isn't a separate name. That name is just means the God. You know what I mean? So that's so what, that's what um, a lot of people don't know that, right? That's, yeah, a lot of people think Allah is the name of some moon guy. Well, just because some otters in the desert are attributed that, to it, that's not what it means. The actual word is Al-Ilah, which is in Hebrew is Eloh. And then you see in Hebrew uh, Elohim, you know what I'm saying? So in, in Arabic would be Elohim. So it's the same word, just the guy. So mm -hmm. when, you, when you put that article, the, in front of it, it's an absolute. You know what I mean? And so it's just, that's why people pay that name respect. Because if you're talking in absolutes, then that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I forgot where we started, but. Nah, nah, that, that, that kind of answered my question. Yeah, I want to get into another joint. I got another question for you, but I want to get into another joint. Um, keep this music thing going. Um, oh yeah, yeah, keep, keep having people uh, know what you're about. Um, I want to ask you about some projects you got coming up and stuff. But um, let's go ahead and get into another joint. What do you want to hear next? Um, let's do the joint from the uh, drugs compilation of Fentanyl, I guess. All right, where yeah, off that drugs compilation. Um, that we that uh, I put together different songs that are actually speaking on drugs. Um, from different perspectives, um, kind of more educational standpoint. And um, this was a great addition to the tape, a track that Bars had already released um, called Fentanyl. Give us a brief introduction to this track, please, uh, Bars. Oh, man. So about three years ago, I got gotten uh, messed up. I got surgeries and stuff. Um, I was disabled. I was in the hospital for a month. and I was, But I was sick for like four months. So I was on, actually I'm still sick, but I was on every painkiller they had, man. Tramadol, Percocet, Vicodin, Dilaudid, um, and fentanyl. I actually had fentanyl in my IV. So when I was hitting that button, I was getting a dose of fentanyl. Um, yeah. But it wasn't 20 milligrams like the, the, uh, the song say, 20 milligrams will kill you. But I was on 20 milligrams of uh, Vicodin a day. Mm. I think I was taking five every six hours or something. But, um, yeah, so it was just, just the experience because there's like anything foreign substance that's, that's a chemical you introduce to your body, you're going to have a chemical change. And I, I'm thankful that I didn't have a dependency on it, but uh, I was hallucinating from the tramadol. I was in, feeling depressed from the uh, Vicodins. I was feeling, uh, well, actually, I wasn't awake because of the lot. <laughs> I was asleep most of the time. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just the... Uh, just those feelings you get when you when you you just go from one medication to another medication, or one drug to another drug, and you're trying to self-medicate because in between you you know I was doing CBD and I was still sparking up, you know what I'm saying? Because none of the painkillers were working. Because yeah. my problem wasn't with muscle pain or anything; it was my nerves. So, uh, I mean, I was 
I was going through an eighth of uh, side diesel a day. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? A day. Just trying to just trying to float on the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but when you when you add that to the Dilaudid, it's just like you in another planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. that that kind of so this song is kind of talking about that whole that whole struggle, that whole part of your life. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. The struggle was the first verse was like what every day was like. The hook is like how I feel I want to beat it. And then the second verse was like where I'm at now, how I'm like more positive and I just want to attack it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not letting it hold me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful I'm, I'm one of the lucky people that didn't get a dependency or addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to get right into it. So uh, next joint is called Fenton all about bars and I have not. Let's go. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Find on the uh, DRUGS album compilation. Off that DRUGS for drugs <laughs> um, that we put together. It was real dope. All right, Fentanyl by, by Barzi and they have not produced by Salt and Men. Let's go. <laughs> Check it out. I break bread with base heads, get facelifts and breakfast. Go ape shit, I'm anxious, I'm hateful and tasteless. Range from page of dangerous to myself and others. No brother, I'm a cutter, but nothing's ever subtle. The pain of being alive, just waking up's a puzzle. Struggle to leave my troubles, pandemonium rebuttals. And I, nigga, nah, you stay right there. Don't say your word, I'm burned. That's right here. Yo, intake the acetate, run it till exasperate, lacerate the rillo, gelato, make a pillow. How I feel for real though, his bedlam through my window. Torrential rain inside, potential pain to hide it. Innate, I'm rigid, my soul feels so frigid. Living since Leviticus, ridiculously hideous, the mirror shard shattered. Swiftly, are you serious? I'm stable, my mental, I'm balanced in essentials. Talents are consequential, haven't reached the crescendo. Pen versus pencil, my utensils are made of metal. Eventually, I settle, but this fentanyl's my sentinel keeps me in his hell hole the side effects are well known pretend i'm feeling swell though relief from the welcome pretend i'm feeling swell though relief from the welcome 20 milligrams and he's feeling real dance Got a real ill stance about to blow my chance Enhance or potentiate damage My mental state levitate his brother with mentality the case 20 milligrams and he's feeling real dance Got a real ill stance about to blow my chance Enhance or potentiate damage My mental state levitate his brother with mentality the case Blessed to be aggressively creating my own recipe The monster is ahead of me who dwells in the centerpiece Destiny's upsetting me, she won't let me be A friend to my enemies, betrayal is a Tennessee trust is an issue I just can't circumvent. The plus when it hits you with the circus of Percocets. Your birth must be your first guest to your final foray. I'm breaking spinals for days as my rhyme books amaze. And maybe I find time to recline when it's over. Till then, my only friends are circles and ovals. Maybe I find time to recline when it's over. Till then, my only friends are circles and ovals. 20 milligrams and you feeling real dance. Got a real ill sense about to blow my chance. Enhance or potentiate damage. My mental state levitate is but the way my talent is the case. 20 milligrams and you feeling real dance. Got a real ill sense about to blow my chance. Enhance or potentiate damage. My mental state levitate is but the way my talent is the case. 
A lot in that joint. Yeah, boss. I enjoyed that one, man. Yo, you there? Yeah. Hold up. Putting groceries in the house. Damn. Hold on, I'll give you a minute. I'll play another joint. Like cheetahs and baboons Speed, strength, and agility We beats better stand clear Feet in your damn throat Yellow tape in the booth Step away, let us do it Yo, we elevate Nothing like a featherweight This heavyweight, the levy breaks Every time I step the beats Forever shine on everything The endless minds in the galaxy Rebel gladiators Moving dope like me, Pappy Mason Not average, the top notch Master in the lost arts Got it cracking like you don't pee Step into some dope MCs Severing your throats Cause we spitting out guillotines Kill it clean Rhythm from my inner demons Haunt you in your sleep Got pockets full of evil Lost within the equinox Be stomping on your freedom Behemoth in disguise I'm defeating all the odds 
he behemoth in disguise, I'm defeating all the odds. Stop the ground sounds, four pounds of gastric, attach this rapture if you fresh to the rancid. Stop, one, two, three, break it down, get down. Yo, pin slap killers with the back of my cat fillers. Still told caterpillars lodge on your abdomen. Impale both chambers, rappers acting like Dracula. Vibrant soul pros, leave a mark on your throat. And talk a little more, and we chalk on your bro. It's a walk in the park like rich people and dogs. Yo, here's a green assault so you can save for your thoughts. Opposition better off out the calling the cops. Put you deep in the dirt when I speak, but I spurt. Fuck a leech, fuck a worm. Been a genius since I've Feeders since birth, we've been eating like kings. Hit you with this thing like Ali, visually ripped through your soft tissue. The gods risen, it's official. Cock pistols with a pen, special lobs got them locked in. We rocking like Zeppelin, opponents in coffins, cause they fuck with the best yet. What? One, two, three, break it down, get down. One, two, three, break it down, get down. What up, boys? You there? Yeah, I just played that um that stomp joint with you and uh, Ecclesi. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh yeah, sorry, I got water all over my phone. Oh damn! Yeah, joint. Sorry, man. It's, it's raining over here, and I got I'm trying to put all these groceries in the house and stuff. Yeah, my fault, man. I'm not gonna hold you t too much longer and whatnot, bro. I really appreciate um our conversation so far and everything, and hearing some of your joints, man. We just played that uh we played that joint with uh Ecclesi and uh with you and Ecclesi just now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another a different beat. I like um another reminded me of like an old '90s joint. Commercial joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> see, yo, I don't. I know it's late and whatnot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go. Um, what they got? What you got coming up and whatnot? Like, what? How can we find your music? Um, what, what are your links and all that type of stuff? Where can people oh, find man. your music at? FB slash bars and the have not. Um, SoundCloud as a Eddie Sankofa. Um, YouTube is a YouTube.com slash C. Slash Eddie Sankofa. My FB page, you'll probably find them more links there. All right, so Eddie Sankofa on Facebook. Um, and then, like, Bars and Have Not, you can pretty much search that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, IG, IG and everything. Okay, okay, word, man. Yo, all right, man. We're we going to get out of here, man. I really appreciate you uh, sitting down with me. 100%. We got to get, we got to um, do some more music soon. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Talk soon, all right? All right. Peace. All right. We out of here, man. Herm Radio, episode nine. Appreciate y'all.